We all have this tiny voice inside our head. Not the conscience, the other one. The one that criticizes you constantly. The inner critic, as it's famously known, is more powerful than we realize. It can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Today, I get the opportunity to talk to Garima Singh, one of the founders of Emodai, where we had a conversation about the inner critic and how we can manage it. You are thinking out loud. Right here, right now. Hi Garima, how are you doing today? Hi Rahul, I'm doing great. Uh, it's a Sunday and also not a Sunday because time has sort of lost its uh, value in this pandemic. So, yeah. You know, I just realized it's Sunday when you told me and I was like, okay, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, today... Uh, we're not here to talk about how Sunday is for us because clearly it has lost its value. Okay. Today we're here to talk about. <laughs> today we're here to talk about something very, very important, and that is about our inner critique, and that is how we talk to ourselves. Uh, but before before we get to that, I would just like to know about an initiative that you started, uh, Emodite, if I'm right. Yeah, that's right. So, um, Emodite is an initiative that was started by me and two other girls. All three of us are in our master's uh, leg of psychology education at the moment. And we wanted to create a startup that would give workshops on emotional intelligence, particularly to younger children and young adults, because we realized that, you know, school education focuses too much on aptitude and uh, intelligence and you know learning skills improving your worth but they don't necessarily teach you how to navigate life school doesn't teach you how to handle your emotions how to you know negotiate with yourself in difficult situations and we realize that emotional intelligence is a skill that can be learned if you have the right kind of you know techniques to learn it through so what we've done is that we've come up with modules that are research supported um and we basically want to teach people how to be more emotionally intelligent and not just <laughs> your regular inter- intelligent to get you know better experiences in life i think that's amazing that someone is trying to do something like this because even from my own experience i've been preparing for life based on experiences that i've had and not because someone told me how to do it so i think uh the younger generation is definitely going to be benefited by this so now let's get on to the main thing about our inner critique so could you tell us about uh, a bit about this all right so um all of us are in a constant state of comparison you know with other people and also with us how we've been all our life 
and the purpose of this comparison is mostly positive i mean if you don't compare yourself how will you find out what are your strengths and your weaknesses the problem however is that if you don't compare yourself if you don't evaluate yourself in the right way you may develop the tendency to focus too much on your deficits on your failures and your mistakes such that you forget that you're evaluating yourself as a whole and you only evaluate the problematic parts of your life and you take that as the reference point so if i had to put it in one sentence your inner critic refers to all of those out of proportion automatic negative thoughts negative thoughts that you have about yourself i can actually agree that uh that we are all in a constant state of comparison and if you want to know more about this i've actually made a episode on this it's the second episode in our podcast do check it out if you have the time so yeah we talked about about what inner critic is but one question i've always had about this is uh how does the external situation that we are brought up in affect our inner critic right uh i think the most important external situation here would be the kind of parenting you've had and the kind of experiences you've had while growing up so what happens is that the minute uh children when they're younger when they start to develop an awareness of themselves that they are a separate entity that they're separate from their parents they also start understanding their capabilities and their limitations and when they're trying to figure out who they are and what they can do as individuals if parents don't offer a supportive or nurturing environment it can be very detrimental for the child so what happens is that if parents not only parents i think even friends or other people you meet in life uh the kind of value judgment they put on your actions impacts your self esteem so it's very important to see what kind of framing is being done when you make a mistake so if you do something wrong and you jump to the automatic conclusion that i'm so stupid like how could i have done that instead of saying that okay i made a blunder doing this so in the second example there's a specificity and in the first one there's a global evaluation so i think anything external in the environment that is prompting you or encouraging you to make global negative assumptions about yourself is something that is feeding your inner critic hmm i can actually see how that works out because i have had seen so many situations where i've seen parents you know like kids do something wrong and then the parents are immediately going and calling them idiots like they made one specific mistake but you know the parents just generalize it and i can see how that affects them in the long run but another aspect that i wanted to know about this is uh and this is speaking for me in a, a very per- personal example so i've been doing public speaking for uh, let's say 7 years give or take and I think over the years the amount of confidence that I've gotten while practicing this is a lot but I still have this thing you know just before I you know go up on stage I talk to myself in a way that I'm going to mess up I'm for, I'm going to I'm going to forget my speech 
uh, I'm not going to do well. And then I end up still doing an amazing job. And I notice that, you know, it's a constant routine that happens. So the main question is, mm. why is the inner critic still negative even when we know when we are good at something? Hmm. Right. So Rahul, some sort of apprehension, some sort of self-doubt, some sort of question mark about your abilities to perform is very natural. It's very normal. So it's an indication for you to check with yourself. Am I prepared enough? Do I think that I'm going to do okay? Because the matter of the fact that is when you go out to perform in a public sort of setup, you are exposing yourself to a wide range of not only criticism, but also appreciation. So your inner critic seen from a positive light is just trying to ensure that you get more positive than negative, right? Now, when it comes to, um, what was the second part of your question? Could you repeat that? Like my my question was, why is it, why is the inner critic still negative when even when we know we are confident in something? Hmm. That, that's not your inner critic per se, Rahul. It's just you trying to ensure that you do your best. Um, I think it's important to notice what exactly your inner critic is saying before you go onto stage. So, for example, you said something like, oh, you'll forget your script, oh, you'll mess up. Those are things related to the act of performing. But let's say if your critic was trying to say something like, you don't even know how to speak well, nobody wants to hear you on the stage. If you go out, you'll just make a huge blunder. Do you see how there's a difference in the thought pattern here? Both of them are negative, but there's a difference of specificity in terms of what is being talked about. So I'd say in your case, Rahul, it's not necessarily an inner critic. It's just a normal part of being anxious about performing. I I put it like that. Okay. Uh, now that you mentioned that it's, uh, you know, like the second part that you said is like when we say that nobody wants to listen to us. Uh, I sometimes have that attitude like, like I'm like when I'm, like, let's say I'm releasing a podcast episode. Uh, my mindset is like, why would anyone even want to listen to this? That's sometimes that comes into my mind. And I'm sure it's not only with me. It's a thing with a lot of people who even make content. Like, let's say people who make videos. I think I have a few friends who make videos and they when they make the videos, they really enjoy it. But, you know, they still think like, why would anyone even want to see this video? I think the first thing you should notice here is your ability to overcome these negative criticisms. You say that, does anybody even really want to listen to me? And you're on your third episode of your podcast right now. So clearly, your internal strength, your internal power is greater than the effect your inner critic has on you. The point to remember is that the inner critic will always be there somewhere inside of us. It's a part of us that you can't eliminate, you know, you can't have no negative thoughts about yourself. It's important to know that you can manage it, that you can control it. So if you, despite having apprehensions and inhibitions, are even then going ahead with what you want to do and doing a decent job with it, if you're happy with how you, you're performing, then I'd say that you have a lot more grip over your inner critic than you think you do, right? 
so that's maybe a point to appreciate yourself the second thing i would want to highlight is that take notice of what circumstances your inner critic is being activated in is it only this arena mm-hmm. that he or she becomes vocal only when you're trying to do something new or is it in everything that you do that you have a big question mark ki oh am i good enough am i worthy enough so which brings me back to the point i made earlier if your question mark with yourself is only in a particular situation for example doing something new like a podcast that you haven't done before that you haven't explored before then that's okay that's normal you can't be like rocky balboa all the time right but let's say this question mark appeared every time you wanted to talk somebody even normally every time you wanted to apply to something every time you wanted to you know do anything of any sort then that's a problem so questioning yourself in a very specific context is okay that's how you improve on yourself that's how you test your limits you have to create a distinction that it doesn't happen in every aspect of your life mm-hmm. i think that's a very different way for me to look at it now and thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. uh now another question i had is uh like let's say our inner critic is something that always criticizes us and it's not in a very good way mm-hmm. like you just said it's happening in every aspect of our life hmm so how does this tend to affect us in the long run right so i'm going to throw a psych term at you it's called self esteem okay self esteem is our view of our own worth so it uh, reflects how deserving we think we are as people right so humans as opposed to other animals have the capacity to define who they are in terms of their abilities their values their interests and then additionally also decide whether they like themselves or they don't like themselves so what happens is that when you have a raging inner critic that puts a question mark on every aspect of your life and every aspect of your ability there is a deterioration in your self esteem you essentially develop a very painful perspective of who you are as a person and it takes away your confidence to do things to try out new things to take risks you know to be with other people that you haven't been with before and what it becomes is it it becomes like a cycle so lowered self esteem you have inhibitions about trying new things if you don't try you never improve on yourself you have a stagnating view of what you can be as a person every new situation you meet you keep thinking that you're stagnating and it just feeds into the lower self esteem that you had to begin with so that's what it does to us in the long term mhm yeah i can i can definitely see that uh so now we have talked about how inner critic affects us and how what it actually is so i think we have a fair idea uh but i think the big question is how can we start to change it for the better right uh before i give you like strategies and tips i think there are two very important conceptual things that everybody should understand and reflect on the first of it is to see what is your real self and what is your ideal self 
you evaluate your real self by seeing what are your capabilities interest values um you know history of performance in the present that's your real self who you really really are and what is your ideal self your ideal self is everything you want to be everything you think is better than who you are at the moment so mm-hmm. when people have a very big gap between who they think they are and who they want to be when they have unrealistic expectations of you know perfect performance of just being good and you know awesome all the time that's setting yourself up for emotional failure nobody can be that like that right so yeah. let's say you start with a math problem can you go from solving 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 and then just simply jump into an algebraic equation you can't right there are steps to go in between so the first step to battling your inner critic is to reduce the gap between your real self and your ideal self you have to come up with a more realistic version of who you want to be you have to identify aspects of yourself that you can actually improve you can't be making a blind shot in the dark that oh i just want to be a completely new and better and perfect person altogether right mm-hmm. so that's perspective one to hold on to perspective two to hold on is that when you are evaluating your mistakes or your failures you have to ensure that you are making an evaluation not of who you are as a total person but of that specific of but of that specific behavior and the terms that come into this equation are shame and guilt right so let's take a normal situation your friend is going through a bad time and uh, they really wanted to get on call with you and talk to you but you just forgot it slipped out of your mind you took a nap instead you wake up and you realize that you've really messed up because you weren't there for your friend when they needed you now guilt is to say that oh no i've messed up in this particular domain i did something bad by not keeping in mind that i not need to talk to my friend right so guilt is restricted to your behavior when you feel ashamed that i'm a horrible person of course nobody wants to be friends with me i have let the other person down because i'm worthless i have nothing positive to offer then that's a shame induced evaluation you are making of yourself so what the inner critic does is that it feeds on to feeling making you feel worthless because of feeding you shame right so you need to remember that feeling guilty sometimes is okay that's how you improve on your behavior if none of us ever felt guilty we would never feel the push to do better or to improve ourselves but to feel ashamed is a completely different subject there you end up feeling that you've just messed up as a whole of a person right so that's perspective yeah. number 2 um coming on to how you can manage your critic the first thing you need to do is actually identify when your critic is active and when it is not so if you are making evaluations of yourself and you find that you are jumping to global assumptions about yourself instead of specific assumptions that's something to look out for so keeping a track of the kinds of things you say to yourself that are more harmful than beneficial is step number 1 to you know just identifying the critic 
the second thing you can do is that all of us become so focused on performing on testing our worth on checking if we have the ability to do something or not do something to prove our aptitude because you know in this merit based world all of us feel a constant pressure to prove ourselves we forget that there is much more to ourselves that cannot be tested that simply gives meaning to us as a person so what you need to do is you have to find pockets of time on a regular basis in your day where you are just with yourself trying to explore who you are as a person and the way you do that is you find any activity it can literally be anything it can be gardening painting working out smashing things let it be anything that you want to do some and it should be something that you want to do from the bottom of your heart you do it without any expectations of performance and you find that you know there is much more complexity to you as a person than you had thought before you are also capable of doing things enjoying things failing but then picking yourself up in a non performative situation does does that make sense to you yes yes it totally makes a lot of sense and just talking to you even i learned a lot and i'm sure everyone in our audience also has learned a lot uh just before we wind up one last question we've talked about how we can help ourselves but another thing is we might have people around us who also struggle with this so what can we do to help them um i think everything i just said can be applied to other people as well um but where you can really make a difference is helping other people reframe their mistakes and their failures so in this context the way you use your language becomes very important so if you say i can't do this but if you add a yet to it i can't do this yet it's a more optimistic reframing of the situation right yes yes definitely yeah so instead of saying that i am always horrible at math horrible at math you can say i am sometimes horrible at math especially when i'm doing trigonometry right so you shrink the global thing to a specific thing so try to use language that grounds the person in the situation and doesn't let them escalate to their entire world that's number 1 number 2 is now this is not exactly like a tip trick strategy but you know just be there for your friends by creating a permissive environment if they want to feel bad about themselves let them feel bad for a minute but then also bring them back to reality by you know bringing their strengths and abilities back into focus and also by bringing their worth as a person back into focus you don't have to be excellent at everything to be worthy as a person right you can just exist as you are that's another thing you can do as well mhm yeah i can definitely see that uh okay garava thank you so much for enlightening us with your wisdom uh it is oh no <laughs> please don't put it like that <laughs> no, no, i i'm actually serious thank you for enlightening all of us and i'm sure we have learned a lot from this uh 
I wish you all the best with emo diet and I hope to you know see it go big and impact impact the life of so many people. That's so nice Rahul. I hope your podcast also really uh, kick off and you become this huge Spotify celebrity. I can't wait for it to happen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It's so difficult to take compliments, right? You it's feel so... like you have to work so hard to take a compliment. You feel like you don't deserve a compliment until you hundred percent deserve it. That's another part of your critic, by the way. <laughs> Just accept compliments. <laughs>